Hello and welcome to the intro of Untangling the Truth, the brand new podcast that rambles about meaningful aspects of life such as productivity, self-development and wellness. The main focus is to uncover the uncharted feelings we cope along with in our life's journeys. My name is Gonzalo and in each episode I'll talk about tips, news and my personal thoughts towards what's truly important to find happiness and fulfillment at work and in life. I hope you join me in this new path. Don't rush life, and bye-bye. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Untangling the Truth. My name is Gonzalo, and as you know, I love to share stories with you. Today, I bring you an article that I loved about how you can make your day very good to satisfy your emotional intelligence and by this I mean what are the habits that will improve your emotional intelligence anyway this is nine habits and let's go into it first I want to say that I've always said that um, emotional intelligence is quite important for all of us because we need to understand what we're feeling what is the thing that we really want to have, want to achieve, what we don't want, you know, all the stuff that are inside our head in form of thoughts and plans and goals, all that stuff. So it's important to understand how we work. And in order to do that, we have to develop our memory to learn how to choose specific words that help to 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 achieve that to break this um, this in something that we can all make a sense of. Anyway, today I'm going to talk about it, and I'll start now reading the article. So yeah, the simplest way to get there: develop intellectual muscle memory. Learn to leverage your emotions and choose specific words, the ones you use to communicate to others and the things you tell to yourself that help you achieve your ultimate goals and achievements. This all makes more sense when we break it down into nice simple habits. Why that's why we all gonna do now. Learn to practice each of them and you'll find that your instincts evolve quickly to benefit of your emotional intelligence. One, learn to ask why over and over again. We start out with the hardest question of the planet for most people to answer nowadays. Why? Why do you want that job? Why are you so interested in that reward? Why are you spending your time, your most valuable unlimited resource, by the way, on the specific things that you consume your day? We can answer why to most things superficially, but that's not enough. The trick that emotionally intelligent people learn is to ask why again and again, deeper and deeper. I want the job because I want to make money. Okay, but why? Well, I need money because I have to maintain this life. Okay, but why? If I don't maintain this life, I'll feel like a failure. Okay, but why? See what I mean? The question is hard to answer because ultimately, there's often a hidden fact or emotion influencing the deepest answers. That's not to say that emotional motivations are never valid, but 
Emotional intelligence requires you to identify them so you can assess them. If you can articulate a compelling, defensible why, that's a big red flag. There's either something wrong with your automated goal or there's something wrong with the specific activity you're doing to try to reach it. So, challenge your inner two years old. Ask why, then ask again and again. Two. Learn to pace yourself. Don't just stand, some people say, do something. But often, that's backwards. Don't just do something, stand there. Learn to wait a minute, or an hour, or a day, before acting. I promise there is power in restraint, there is potency in silence. He or she who pauses before responding to almost any external stimuli be in a smile, uh, or a message, or an email, or an insult, or a complaint, or even an opportunity, often winds up with the offer at hand. Emotional intelligent people learn to appreciate that slower action makes room for strategic thought and it makes ill-considered emotional reaction less of a danger. Patience isn't just a virtue, it's a superpower now in the hustle culture we live in. 3. Learn to quit when it's time to quit. For all the emotional baggage attaching our society to the simple four-letter word quit, emotionally intelligent people understand that quit often. Quitting is the answer. How can that be? We grow up hearing that quitters never win, and that quitting small things make it easier to quit bigger things later in life. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But quitting is a vacuum in a morally neutral act. It's the thing one quits among other factors that lend its relevance. We know this deep inside. We're familiar with the sunk cost fallacy. We know the sayings about throwing good money after bad or doing the same thing over over expecting a different result. We also know that quitting a job that's a bad fit or ending an unfulfilling relationship or raining down a business idea that has been overcome by facts on the ground. All other things being equal, isn't necessarily a sign of failure. Instead, any of those can mean a new beginning. But it takes emotional intelligence and bravery to learn to admit the possibility to upset something new in your life. 4. Learn to rehearse what you will say. We all have habits. We are not even aware of, especially language habits. What identifies some of yours quickly? Have kids or teach a class? Your children or your students will get to know every one of your occurrences. They'll think something of you in the way you talk or in the way you move your head. And it's the mimic. Emotionally intelligent people recognize this and therefore they work out develop language habits with intention, literally specific words and phrases because they understand that these choices are likely to inspire emotions. Let me give you an example. Millions of look automatically for a chance to demonstrate empathy in conversations. That's a worthy goal. So, you might catch yourself saying, I know how you feel, or I get it, when someone describes a challenge or problem in a bad situation. But you might also realize over the time that these phrases don't just indicate understanding, they communicate completion and perhaps the end of the conversation. They certainly don't invite the other person to continue describing their challenge or problem, and that can be counterproductive. 
So, as another opinion, you might train yourself to say something a few degrees away from I understand. Something more like I'm listening and I think I hear you saying X or else. I'm trying to understand. Please say a little more. No matter what you choose, you might actually do the same thing afterward. Sit still, look receptive, and try to listen again and again. But the letter language shows its empire's openness and the welcome of a ongoing relationship. Without thinking it through beforehand, you might choose either phrase. That's why emotionally intelligent people do think it through and even rehearse ahead of time. 5. Learn to look for hard truths. We say honestly is the best policy. I think that's right, but it's not just about being honest towards other people, it's about being honest with yourself. Here's an example. As a boss, you must smallly make a habit of asking your employees if they have everything they need to be successful. Maybe they tell you they do, and that's comforting to hear. But an emotionally intelligent boss might prove himself or herself in the employee's shoes and think of some emotional reactions that might go into their response. An employee might think, even in a short instant, it takes a reply. I'll say, yes, I have what I need, so I don't look as if I can do my job. I'll say, yes, I have what I need, because I'm, honestly, I haven't thought about what I need. I'll say, yes, I have what I need, because I simply want this conversation with my boss to end. If you're looking for hard truths, that might mean asking again and again, much like asking why, until you find them. A CEO I knew once said his executive coach told him to ask about problems three times. Boss, first questions. How's everything going? Boss, second question. What are the things that are getting in the way? Boss, third question. Okay, but if there were a problem, what would it be? Ask to get past the motions the assumptions and the power in balance, and give people implicit permission to speak up, ask to find their hard truth. 6. Learn to dissect other people's motivations. This is the corollary to the second habit above. Don't just look for your why, ask yourself what motivates other people to do the things they do. Often enough, you can come up with a working theory. You might ask more questions to clarify, but often, this is the emotionally intelligent part, you won't share your conclusions. Why not? Because you're trying to do at least two things at the same time. Identify other people's emotional motivations and avoid triggering additional emotions reactions, which might be counterproductive to the results you seek. And as an example, perhaps you're trying to get close to a sale, but meeting resistance. You think about it and you theorize that your potential customer doesn't really understand his or her own business and thus can't see the benefit your product can provide to him or her. That's an important piece of information if it's true. It suggests fear and lack of confidence are factors, but you also probably won't share those conclusions that perhaps be perceived as an insult. You're faced with a tricky situation. Maybe it's not something you can find a way out of. But emotionally intelligent people realize that it's much better than not knowing. And the rest, guys, the last three tips that the author of the article gave us, I'm going to relive to you. It's a very interesting article about how to introduce yourself to this uh, world of 
emotional intelligence that we really gonna read about more because I really think it's quite important to us to understand how we grow, how we must understand our brain, what kind of questions do we must to ask ourselves to improve as a person, to have a deeper insight of our knowledge about life, about our why. And maybe from now on I'll try to ask myself in order to isolate my why. And that's the task I give you for the next weekend. Why you that thing you're doing now? Is it because you really like it or at least because someone told you to do it? Why you love that thing? Why you are not doing anything else? Why and why? Anyway, it has been all for today. I hope you had a great time listening to me. And yeah, pretty much everything. Bye-bye. This is the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it and hey, don't forget to share with the people around you. The podcast is available on every platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. I upload it every time in Anchor.fm, a platform that is totally free charge and you can upload everything you want totally free. And it's easy because Spotify makes you to pay nothing because of it, because an enterprise that belongs to them. Um, that's why I decided. I mean, why not? Sharing stories is my passion, and you should try too. So if you sometime give it a shot, let me know.